This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, friends. It's Annie Grace, and I am answering questions. I am the author of This Naked Mind. Apologies for my voice, and that I haven't done that many videos this week. I have been under the weather, but... Hopefully I'm getting better. Anyway, so today I had a great question from Amy. Amy asks, I would love more support on not becoming a zealot about not drinking. I want to respect and accept my drinking friends and family for who they are and where they are, even if that respect isn't always mutual, but it's hard when something changes in your life. You want everyone to have a piece of the gift that you've received. And I just want to tell everybody about it. So Wow, what a cool question, Amy. My favorite question so far was the question about what to do when the euphoric honeymoon period ends. And I thought, well, that is such a cool question because talk about switching the entire conversation about drinking, you know, going from being worried about missing out or not having fun to being worried about when that period of euphoria wears off. And I mean, that was really a cool question because that's how it was for me. I just was completely euphoric and almost high on the fact I didn't drink for two to three months. And then I still remain excited about the fact I don't drink. Um, And I think that it's, but going back to this question specifically, I think that it's really about kind of uh, remembering how you felt before you were a non-drinker. And when you were drinking, you most likely had this belief, as your friends probably do, that quitting was hard and that it would involve pain and missing out. And most people still have this belief. And um, I've just started my first Tony Robbins book, Awaken the Giant. Uh, A lot of my readers of my book have recommended it to me because they've seen some similarities um, in kind of the neuroscience and stuff. And yeah, it's a great book. So apologies for the Tony Robbins references, but he said something really profound that I thought was relevant to this question. He says that we as a society have negative associations with instant change. And this is because we don't often see instant change. So we have a hard time believing in it. And we think, well, if change was that easy, they must not have actually had a problem. So we can't always relate to it. Or we come up with some other excuse for instant change because we believe change should be hard and that change should be painful. And Tony, he actually passionately argues that all change is actually created instantly. It all happens in a single moment. Um, It's just that most of us wait for certain things to have occurred, and with drinking, those are often negative and almost unbearable things before we finally decide to change. And I would bet, Amy, that one of the things that you're most fired up about is the fact that you got off this alcohol train before it crashed, and you want to share that with everybody. And um, that once you got off that train, the life that you have, it's incredibly empowering and it's really truly this beautiful life and you kind of I know that that's where my heart is like on a daily basis I am especially when I hear stories about untold heartache and pain that's come from alcohol and people losing their families and people you know ending up in jail and I just am so thankful that my personal awakening from this haze of alcohol happened before it became truly a nightmare and that's what I'm a zealot about you know, change before disaster. And I get that you're there because you just love your friends and you love your family. 
and you just want to shout from the rooftops that actually no, you don't need alcohol to have a good time or to relax you. That's just not true. You only think you do. And that can, it just comes with this emotion of hello, hello, wake up, wait, 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 like don't, don't keep going the way you're going, you know, and so desperately wanting to help someone else see what you've seen. So I mean, I'm even becoming a zealot on this video. So it's, it's definitely like an emotion that's very catching and very enticing. But in terms of your question, I am the ultimate zealot and I did this to all my friends and apologies friends if you're watching. Um, and it was a few years ago now, but wow, when I came out as a non-drinker and when I was pumped about it, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I would have wanted to be my friend because I was such a zealot. So I have a good amount of experience in this and my two pieces of advice are take it slow and let your actions and time speak louder than your words. And here's why. So as we've just discussed, there's a huge amount of disbelief to kind of instantaneous shifts in people. And so disbelief, especially when it comes from your closest friends and your family can cause you heartache and it causes them heartache. And it almost like it, it destabilizes the relationship because you're used to being believed. They want to believe you, but they have this entire lifetime of societal conditioning that says, oh wait, that couldn't have just happened. Amy couldn't have just quit drinking. Like what? That, that doesn't make sense. And so, um, but you're so sure of it and you know in your heart that this has happened for you. And so this creates tension because they, they just, they want to believe you, but they have a hard time. And you know, everything in their life has told them that quitting is not only difficult, but it's painful. And they see most people that quit aren't very happy about it. And so seeing you happy about it just goes against, against what they know. Um, and that disbelief, especially when it's not people close to you, or even when it is people close to you, it can manifest itself in rudeness. I mean, it can manifest itself in people asking, oh, well, how long has it really been? And kind of insinuating that you're gonna fail, um, or even offering you drinks. I mean, my friend Mary, she actually did the artwork for the book and she did it after she read an early draft and it's kind of how she felt about the freedom she'd been given in no longer drinking and um and she would have people co-workers offering her drinks for up to a year after she stopped and she'd be like no i don't drink anymore but anyway that can that can really happen where people are almost rude about it like they want to they don't get it so they want to like put the world right and get you drinking again as horrible as that sounds but um and my personal reaction to my friends not believing me and kind of, I knew behind my back, there was kind of like whispers about, huh, well, um, are you sure she really did that? Like, you know, just kind of whispers. Um, my personal reaction was that I became defensive and that made the whole thing worse. So suddenly I felt upset that they didn't believe me. I forgot all the social conditioning that would lead them to not believing. And then I would become defensive. So. I think that, you know, really try and recall, hi Maggie, um, a time that you were there, that you were in their shoes, you know, and what happened if you had the experience, I had the experience that someone in our close circle of friends quit drinking. And I remember there was a lot of fear for me around the fact she quit drinking. A lot of questions because I was like, oh, well, what does that mean about my drinking, you know? And actually a lot of their disbelief is coming from a place of fear. So even if they never said anything, um, even if you never said anything, even if you never made one claim about it, them just seeing you quit drinking is going to cause something inside of them. And that can be a really scary thing for them. 
And I think it's really important to realize that even if you become a little bit defensive or annoyed with your friends, or even if you're not quite connecting, or even if you're having a hard time with the fact that they don't believe you, this all passes. You will heal your relationships with your friends. Time will pass this. And it's hard. You feel a bit isolated. And I get that, but it's worth it. And what you're doing without even knowing it in your circle of friends is you are creating this ripple effect of positive. You are creating something that's so much stronger without your words of just everybody having a chance at what kind of you've been given. Um, so just realize that like really in this situation, although it can be uncomfortable, you hold all the cards. People are looking at you and even though they might be skeptical or acting like they don't believe you, they are literally amazed by your strength and your resolve because it is a badass thing to do. You are a, like you are defying all explanation right now. People are saying, how, how did she do that? How did Amy do that? How did Maggie do that? Like, this is what's happening. And it's literally blowing people's minds in awe and disbelief. And they're not gonna tell you that, of course, that's human nature and we're not gonna say that. But, um, so I'd say be completely above board, be without reproach and just live in a way without regrets and let them see it, you know? And, and do yourself a favor and let them in a way remind you in your heart of how far you've come. You know, it's totally cool to be proud of yourself. Like it's good to be proud of yourself. Just do it really gracefully. So I've learned in my faux pas in this area and being way too much of a zealot is that the more grace, the more compassion, the more joy you have in your own life, the more you act out your freedom and the less you talk out your freedom, the more powerful your freedom becomes for your family, for your friends. And then suddenly, when they're ready, they start to ask you about it. And that is where the magic happens. So it's a wonderful question. It makes me so happy that this question is even being asked because it means I'm not the only zealot out there. Wonderful. Thank you for asking, Amy. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And have a very good weekend. This has been Annie Grace with This Naked Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can learn more at thisnakedmind.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps us spread the word.